This is the most humble fit I've seen Devon wear, actually. Yeah, bless you, honey, baby. At the Champs event? Yeah. He came in dressing like he was about to go on a date. He's wearing $50,000 worth of merchandise. (laughs) It pisses me off when I run into Devon in public places with my girl, and he walks in with seven chains that look just like that one. And I'm, like, looking at my U.S. bank before I buy drinks for us. I'm I'm making sure we got enough. (laughs) Look, I want want y'all to know that the two individuals next to me they may speak about how much I'm making, but they're not making modest money either. Don't, you know? don't believe don't, 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 don't don't speak believe for Adam and Adam this, this suit <laughs> is not cheap. <laughs> Trust and believe. Yeah, a cherry red Range Rover. Cherry uh, red. I had some. God bless your heart. <laughs> All right, everybody. Big news coming out of the Lion's Den podcast. We officially have our own merch that we're getting ready to put out. Make sure to go cop yours. Link is in the description below. These proceeds help us produce this podcast, bring on A-list guests, and these proceeds also help Penn State NIL as a whole. Go get yours and tag us on social media. We'll give you a shout-out on the pod. Looking forward to seeing you wearing the Lion's Den merch exclusively. Welcome back to the Lion's Den. I'm your host, Aeneas Hawkins. Today we're joined by one of my best friends on the planet, one of my favorite teammates of all time, McDonough High School's own. Devon Elise, Devon. Yes, sir. How are we yes, feeling sir. today, brother? Feeling great, magnificent. I, I appreciate Blessed you. Highly favored. Highly favored. Highly favored. I appreciate you joining me. We've talked about doing a podcast now. I mean, literally, probably for years at this point. Long overdue. It's long overdue. Long overdue. But at man. the same time, this is the perfect timing. Your career is going really well. You're a senior. Sure. We're wrapping up your days at Penn State. Before we Crazy. get into anything else, 2023. Obviously, the defense. Top three in the country at a minimum. Best defense in the country, in my opinion. What has been, what has being a leader on that defense been like? Um, you know, it's special, you know. Uh, seeing the leaders that came up when we were younger, I never really thought, like, I would be, you know, one of those guys to lead, the be- help lead one of the best defenses in the country, if not the best defense in the country. Um... And to have a group of guys that are always on the same page, I would definitely say it's definitely easy. You know, when you have everybody that has the same goals, um, the same initiative, the same drive, it's easy leading a group of guys that are super talented with the know-how and the will to be the best in the country. We'll get to the defense. We'll get to your your development at Penn State. You've come Mm -hmm. a long way. And we'll get into all of that. I was there to see all of it. But... Before we do anything else, I'd be remiss if we didn't hash this out on camera because there are some discrepancies here. Yeah. There are some discrepancies. <laughs> and, and follow ahead, me. Tell your side of the story, yeah, bro. Let me, let me paint know. a picture for the audience back home. Yeah, um, he's going to paint a story for you. Um, this, what I'm about to tell you is the truth and nothing but <laughs> no. the truth. Uh, nothing it's but the truth. partially the truth. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just going to so, I'll rebuttal after. 2021 mm-hmm. offseason. We're heading into spring ball. Yes, we are. Okay. It's like... Maybe February, early March. We're out of walkthrough as a defense. The offense is on the field, still going. We had just wrapped up our walkthrough. Yeah. Now, walkthrough, for those of you at home who don't know, you're not in pads. Mm-hmm. You're not running anywhere. The title is literal. You're walking through plays and concepts, whatever it may be, <laughs> very relaxed physically. Yeah. Devon Elise was in a playful mood this day. So we're in Haluba Hall. Devon keeps running his hand through my mohawk. <laughs> So he had done it once or twice, not let it slide. The second time, I'm like, hey, like, chill out, putting mm-hmm. your hands all up in my hair. I'm having a bad day. So Devon does it a yeah. third time. 
He does it a third time, and maybe I threw your hand out of my hair a little bit too aggressively. <laughs> but as soon as I threw his hand out of my hair, I met. Now, this is one of my best friends. Rem- remember, this is one of my best friends. He'll be in my wedding. Look, as soon as I throw his hand out of my hair, I met with a straight right hand down the pipe. Connects flush. I- I'm wobbling a little bit. I'm stunned. Now, again, Walker just ended. The whole defense is still around. All of the players that I have to answer to every day, the coaches, they're all there. So quickly in that moment, I evaluate. I have zero choice but to respond. You have to retaliate. Got to retaliate. I don't blame you at all. Okay. So, boom. I connect with my own straight right hand. Now, this was the hardest straight right hand I have thrown in my entire life. I connect flush. Straight flush. Flush. <laughs> Dion, okay. Side note, Dion Barnes, the new defensive line coach, he always says, um, he always says that Hawk would have knocked me out. <laughs> like, he always says that. He says Adidas Hawkins was about to knock you out that day, and I keep telling him. So what Dion doesn't know is I literally put every ounce of strength and explosiveness into that punch, and I hit you, mm-hmm. and I remember seeing your facial expression and the way you responded, and it was like nothing had even happened. I didn't do anything but piss you off. So I throw the straight right hand, I bend, and I clinch. I'm holding on mm-hmm. to his waist for dear life. Two more punches go over my head. At this point, I'm in a full-blown panic. Mm-hmm. I've seen Devon Lee's workout. I've slapped boxed with him before playfully. I know that he is a superior athlete in the situation, and I'm in trouble. And I end up clinching you. I tried to lift you off your feet, and you reversed it pretty quick and lifted my hips and my toes <laughs> left the ground. And at that point, I'm like... All right, where are these coaches at that love to break up fights? All right. of a sudden, they, they want to They're take gone. A, now they're a just vacation. Watching. Yeah. So that story is just to tell you about the time Devon, for no reason, unsolicited, punched me right in my mouth at a walkthrough. Now, let me tell you the truth. <laughs> and let me preface it by saying that Hawk is no slouch. Hawk got the hands on him, you know. He's a very, he's very gifted when it comes to boxing, you know. Um... One walkthrough. Now, I, I will give it to him. I was playing with him just a little bit too much, pause. Um, we get into it. He slaps my hand. And then I'm like, yo, stop playing. And like he said, we shadow boxed in the past before. You know, everything's all normal. It's all cool. You know, we're, 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 this is my dog. This is one of my best friends for sure. He will also be in my wedding for sure. I'm like, yo, stop playing. And then I get into like a playful boxing stance. I guess I threw one just a little bit too hard. And he throws one. And now I'm shocked because I'm like, (laughs) I was playing. He throws one. I'm like, yo, is he for real? But my instinct wasn't to ask questions. I immediately threw a right hook into an uppercut. But by that time, he had already hugged me and was at my waistline. And I'm like, I don't know if this is for real, but I can't go like that. I was, <laughs> I was fearful. I didn't know what was going to happen next. I, so a couple, couple fallacies with your story here. Number one, <laughs> number one he was What's playing up? when he threw the first punch, allegedly. Let me tell you, I almost went to sleep. I almost went to sleep when that first punch connected. It was troubling. I, I was in fight or flight after that first punch. So I'm not sure how playful it was. But a part of the story that needs to get told either way is after we get done fighting, here comes Coach Pry, the defensive coordinator, who's now the head coach of Virginia Tech. Now, Coach Pry at this yeah. point was not talking to me really for anything. I was a scout team D tackle. We had no business even having a mm-hmm. conversation. He comes up to me, 
and absolutely start spazzing on me for starting a fight at walkthrough, which was crazy because everybody who actually watched saw me get punched in the face for no reason. And the crazy thing was I heard nothing from Coach Pry. Coach Pry said, yo, what happened? He asked me what happened. Yep. And, you know, I, I was a favorite at the time, but, you know. It's crazy. It's crazy. Ooh. Frank, I will, I will say, I remember Franklin hearing about it. I remember mm. walking out of Haluba. And Franklin jogs over to me laughing the whole time. <laughs> he was so happy that you and I got in the fight and walked through. You could tell it was like the best part of his day. Yeah. Um, never will forget that. That's enough about that time that you almost knocked me out. Yeah, no, and don't, and let me also say that Hawk got into it shortly after that with uh, another teammate of mine, uh, Rodney McGraw. I'm just letting you know. Um, Rodney, he's now Louisville. That's my dog. So, you Shout know, Rodney. I don't know if it was just me. No, that was an entirely different set of circumstances, though. And if we had Rodney on the show, he would tell you that he two-hand choked me at a walkthrough (laughs) right before we started fighting. So I didn't just instigate that one either. I did come at Rodney a little bit crazy verbally before that. Mm -hmm. So I guess I might have two-hand choked myself if I were in Rodney's shoes. Um, But shout out Rodney McGraw. That's neither here nor there. Let's Enough of that. Obviously, your story here at Penn State, your career... Uh, now especially has really blossomed. You're doing a lot of really good things on that defensive front. You've, you've played a lot of meaningful snaps in your career, but I want to wind back the clock mm. to when you were a kid, growing up to that home life. I know your dad was military for a long time. So if you can get to your upbringing, how you were raised, and how those things kind of correlate to who you are now, mm-hmm. would love to hear it. Um, well, I was born in Honolulu, Hawaii. Uh, moved from Honolulu to Hawaii to the state of Washington. And then from Washington, we moved to, excuse me, we moved to uh, Maryland. Um, I didn't really start playing sports until I got to Maryland. Um, And the reason being, I had way too much energy for my parents to, you know, handle all of it at one time. And I was a little overweight. Uh, And by overweight, I mean like 210, fifth grade. Hold on. (laughs) Hold on. Uh, Yeah, I was, I was, I was obese as a child okay you know to be quite frank um but my dad decided that it was time for me to start playing sports around sixth seventh grade um so i started playing for the silver spring saints now with what, the sport? Silver, what, what sport football football, football. okay yeah, yeah i started playing football with the silver spring saints lost every single game wow every single one consecutively uh i didn't play half of them uh for that probably two months span before the season started when I first started playing, I ran with a trash bag and a hoodie on probably for an hour and a half and then did conditioning with the team afterwards. And I didn't get to play until like week four or five. Um, was there So was there a weight limit in the league that, that yeah. is that why they had you running like that around yeah. the during practice? Yeah, I, I played in the weighted league. You can only be like one... 90 or something like that 185 but there was okay. some like leeway okay. uh i remember actually the first day i actually got to play i was so nervous i hop on the scale it say like 188 and i look at him and he looked back at me he said you're good oh, <laughs> i said moment. oh yeah it's up that's a great moment yeah i got torched that game so <laughs> <laughs> I, got I didn't know how to i didn't really know how to play football like Literally my first practice, I remember it was our, I, I always played up. It was our running back, Donovan, right? So this is, 
Oklahoma drill. Okay. My first ever Oklahoma drill. I remember this so vividly. We're, we're in the grass field, lying on our backs. He's like, okay, all you need to do is tackle him to the ground. I said, okay, no easy. Problem. Blows the whistle. I'm, la- I'm, I'm still getting up while he's up. I get up. I start running towards him with my arms out. Uh. He lowers his shoulder directly <laughs> into my chest and lifts me off of my feet. And I go on my back and I'm like struggling to breathe. I'm like, <gasps> and like they're wondering what's wrong. And then they're like, oh, he just got the wind knocked out of him. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, I don't know if this is for me. <laughs> I said, I don't know if this is for me. That's what people. Okay, so people don't realize this. I have a similar first day of football story. Yeah. But you don't just necessarily just because you play at Penn State or you go play in the NFL doesn't necessarily mean that on day one you're you're, you're not learning how to play football. Or you're yeah. just built for it. Yeah. No. So my first snaps playing football. I mean, I had practice. It was my first year. It's the fifth grade. And my dad was coaching, too, right? Mm -hmm. And my dad had just retired from the NFL, so his fix for football, like, I'd go practice or play, they would film every rep. Every rep was getting filmed. We'd get back from games. We would break down every play. I'm 10. Every play we'd break down. It would take two hours, and he would give me a plus or a minus for every play. So the first game, I had, like, two pluses. The whole, like, I was going both ways. I had two pluses the whole game. He's grading my pad level, my toughness. First time I get the ball. It's like one of my first snaps of football ever. Mm-hmm. Get the ball on the goal line. Fifth grade, I'm probably like 5'4", 130. Like, I'm a bigger kid. Right. But I had been watching LaDainian Thomas and highlights and Barry Sanders. And that's what I thought I was because I had <laughs> yeah. never played. Right. Get the rock on the goal line. Try to juke. This linebacker fills the A-gap dog. Hits so me. Quick. Mouthpiece goes down my throat. I'm on the field crying. Can't <laughs> breathe. My dad... <laughs> Post the clip on Facebook. What? With the crying, laughing emojis. It was great for him. He enjoyed himself. I don't know. I still, maybe I need to talk to him about that. I'm remembering that as we're talking. Yeah, yeah you gotta. You gotta Hawkins, it's up for you. Yeah, he, you gotta run that back. Oh, yeah, we for will. Sure. Well, now he's gonna meet me in the A gap. We'll see. You know what I'm saying? We'll see how tough you are. And I'll post something on Facebook. Yeah. And you know, you've, you've lost some weight. You got some. I've slimmed down. Yeah. I will for also sure. say, my dad's been back in the gym, so I'm not sure that I can actually whoop him these days, but we'll figure it out, man. Um, um, I, I do. I want to spin the block back though to your upbringing. So you were a heavy kid. You didn't start playing until sixth or seventh grade. Yeah. What were you doing before the sixth, seventh grade with your free time? What what type of things were you even into? Um, eating. Um, eating. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> two ten in the fifth uh, grade. Yeah, nah. I literally just like play video games. I I was a church kid. I was a big church kid. Um, mm-hmm. I went to church with my family every Sunday. Okay. I did the church events. I used to do. So we used to have like um, events during church, and during those events, the children would put on performances. Yep. So I used to do those. Like we did dances, we did uh-huh. singing. Um, every sud- every Sunday, Saturday was practice for church. Friday, it was like another family event. Like we would just have like family barbecues and stuff like that. Um, I didn't, it wasn't anything too exciting, really. I just hung out with family most of the time. Yeah. Um, and with the church, I prayed. I, I was big in the church. Yeah. Just because when my family was, I didn't truly understand what it meant to be, you know, like a Christian until I got older. Right. But that was, that was my place. That was, that was what I did other than sports. Do you feel like that background being raised, I mean, raised in Sunday school, you're doing the plays, parents are into it. Do you feel like that background and that foundation is still something that carries you today? 
Oh, 100%. You know, like, a big a big part of me is definitely my faith. Um, you know, I go to Bible study with my girl. We go to Bible study, um, pray a lot. Even even during my, like, hardest times here, especially mm-hmm. in, my, in my journey here especially, you know, I've had a lot of downs, a lot of ups, but I always knew to revert back to, like, what I'm most familiar with in this mm-hmm. prayer, yep. you know? Um, there were times here, especially just when I was a young kid, like uh, when I was a freshman, sophomore, um, especially through COVID, I I kind of I felt like I lost myself where I just wasn't familiar with the person that I was seeing like on film on the field and stuff. Because um, my senior year going into my freshman year of college, I thought it was like I've always leaned onto my just talent. Like yep. I never really truly like put a lot of work ethic into anything I really did just because I was just naturally talented at doing whatever. So when I got here and everybody's talented and I didn't have the work ethic to match my talent, it got really hard. Um, And I didn't necessarily know how to respond. So I was just praying, trying to figure it out. And it just eventually came to the fact, like, I need to grow up. I need to add my my work ethic and my talent together so I can become exactly who I want to be. Yeah. and that's and that's all through my faith, you know. Like that's that's just how my how my mom raised me. So yeah. What's up, everybody? If you are a college football fan like me, if you know a college football fan that's in your life, you need to go cop this shirt. New designs dropping all the time. It's the perfect gift with the holiday season coming around. If you don't have this thing, you're missing out. Great material, great fabric. I wear it all the time. Go get yours today. You bring up a good point with your freshman year, and you know, obviously being a super talented kid. I remember before you got here, actually. Coach Franklin is like, yo, Hawk, you know, this young guy, Devon, you know, he's only like 6'1", 6'2", but he can like, he can 180 dunk, he can do this, he can do that. And P.J. Mustafer, another guy you play with in high school, I'm lifting. At this point, I'm not developing. I'm a year older than Devon. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yo, you better hurry up and get right because Devon Elise is coming. So I knew all about Devon before he even got to campus. You talk about your freshman year making that transition, everybody being talented to a mm-hmm. degree. Yeah. And not necessarily having the work ethic to back it up. Yeah. So take me through your freshman year. What were some things that you were experiencing? If you got any funny stories, anything like that, Vaughn? Oh, uh, shoot. My freshman year, man, that was a, that was a doozy. Um, probably one of my, like, most vivid, vivid memories was during camp. Um, at this point, I was running the conditioning test every day. Um, Let me slow I, you down. Let me slow you down. So the conditioning test we run all summer. Yeah. And you got to pass it before camp starts. Otherwise, you're... Or you're, they're, they're, not gonna eat, they're either not going to invite you to camp, or if yeah. you're a guy that they know is going to be a good player, you got to run the test every day till you mm-hmm. pass it. Yeah. And at this point, uh, I think Tone had just come back from whatever happened right. a couple months I before that. that. Um, he had just come back, and he was struggling to pass it, too. But he, I guess he passed it by the grace of God, and I'm still running it. It's it's week two of camp. I'm like, this is this is like a couple of days before I pass it. We're in it, mind you. We do I do the <laughs> conditioning test. Then it's Lions Den. Then it's Lions Pride. Lions Den is I don't know if people seen those videos with Saquon. He takes the ball, yep. dodges. Three defenders, Oklahoma and then he takes drill. it to the house. The Oklahoma drill, pretty yep. much. So we do that, and then it's Lions Pride, and Lions Pride is a one-on-one strength versus strength. Yep. Who's going to come out of it? I'm 
<laughs> I'm dead tired. I just got done with the conditioning test lines, pride lines then. Back to back to back. Back to back. Within 30 minutes. It's all, yeah. Within like 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Genuinely within like yeah. 10 minutes. I remember this day. Keep going. We're, we're in it. And one of, the, one of my teammates, CJ Thorpe, he starts talking crazy, doing whatever he's doing in front of, uh, at the time, the D-line coach, Coach Spencer. Right, so Coach Spence, and this is this is my dog, so I'm riding for him. So I'm like, yo, back up, or you know, stop talking crazy to him. And he's like, what? Oh, we start getting into it. Coach Franklin, you know, being the guy that he is, he loves it. Yeah, he <laughs> loves it. He's like all excited. He sees me and CJ arguing, and he's like, bring it up. If you're gonna argue, argue between the whistle. Let's see it. <laughs> CJ, come on. Get down. This is in Lions Pride, mano y mano, head to head. Who's going to come out of it? Young kid. I just got there a couple months before that. He's in his second year. He's third in your year. class. No, he's third, just third year. He's even older than me. Yeah, he's a third year player. <laughs> he's a grown man. <laughs> in, in a Penn State football lifting program. And oh. I'm like, okay, I'm a strong kid. All I need to do is stick to my technique and run my feet and hope for the best. I, I just was hoping I, would, I wouldn't go like that. We get down, stance, he blows the whistle. Immediately, I knew the difference. <laughs> I knew the difference between us. We get off the ball, and like for a second, I'm like, bet I got it. Boom. Next thing you know, I'm like three, four yards back. Everybody's like, <laughs> and I'm like dead tired. I couldn't even really respond. And I'm just sitting there like, I got to figure it out. <laughs> I got to figure it out. So a couple of things. Number one, Franklin is the instigator. Yeah. Uh, I, no beef for Coach Franklin. Don't top, hear it the wrong way. No, no, no. But he is going to stir it up. He is a top tier instigator because he likes to see like that competitive nature. Yeah. He wants to know he's going to compete. Yeah. So I remember my point of view. Mm-hmm. I'm not a vet at this point, but I'm a year older. So I've seen the story already, right? I've seen the the freshman who doesn't know when to chill when mm-hmm. the you know. So I remember seeing you getting a little shoving match with CJ. And I remember seeing Franklin smile. Mm-hmm. I remember him looking and smiling and putting that whistle in his mouth. And then what happened happened. But how do you go from that? You know, you get humbled mm-hmm. as a freshman. You're still running the conditioning test. You're going through all these different battles, and obviously you find a way to spin it into a really good career and mm-hmm. to success. But what did that take to get from point A to point B? Um, consistency. And literally, that's like my, that's, that's my word. It's just consistency. Um, like throughout my career here, that's been my, that's been my thing. It'll be like one day, and this is especially during my freshman year. I remember um, we're going, we're at a D-squad. And, you know, I guess the, the offensive starters will argue this to, to this day. But between us, we used to smoke the, the first offense as... We uh, had a good group over there. Bro. Yeah, as D-squad players. Yeah. But it'll be one day, I look like Warren Sapp, and then the next day, right. I look like radio. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> they, don't, they don't know. Like I, I didn't know how to how to make it an everyday thing, but that just started with like my habits, the way I was uh, responding off the field, what I was eating, what I was drinking, um, just just my routine, my daily routine. 
um, that was my biggest thing was just my consistency. And over time, I gained like a routine. I, I gained habits, like good habits yep. that built me up, made me stronger. It, you know, made me more knowledgeable about the game. So that way I could play to the best of my ability fast um, and ready to go at any time. It's just I built habits. I, I, I made sure I was consistent every day. I, I made sure I got in the tubs. I made sure I watched extra films so that way there was no there was no lag in my game. Um, but that's an easy thing to say, but it's one of the hardest things to do, especially in a in a program like ours that's so regimented. Um, on a day-to-day basis between classes and practice and meetings and homework and, you know, like your relationships off the field, on the field. It's just hard to find that consistent balance on an every single day basis, you know? It's tough to do with how much we're already being asked to do as, yeah. as student-athletes. You talk about relationships. Human nature is to chill when it's time to chill. 100%. And we do so much that you would think on the outside looking in that it's enough to mm-hmm. get you where you want to go. And I've heard Franklin even say this before. The older you get, the longer you're in the program where, you know, when you're a freshman, you can come in yeah. and you can go from doing nothing oh my goodness. to you're strong as an ox all of a sudden because you're working so hard every day. But mm-hmm. once you get older and you want to take that next step to yep. being a starter, being an NFL talent, all mm-hmm. big time, whatever it may be, it's the smallest details. 100%. The smallest details. Go I remember um, not this quote. Uh, actually, one of our athletic trainers used, it's hard as hell to be 99% locked in, but it's easy to be 100%. It's, it's hard as hell to be 99% dedicated, but it's very easy to be 100% dedicated. That difference between that 99% and that, one, and that 100% is, is so hard that many people just can't get there. Uh, I know talking with Coach Manny, too, and the way he tells our defense, like, it's it's easy to climb that mountain, but the hardest bit of that mountain will be when you're close to the top. Yep. You know, because that's when when every little thing matters. That's when every step matters. That's when when, uh, the way you see plays develop, that's when – little keys like the way the guard sits the way his ha- how heavy his hands are that's where every little thing matters but that's where that's where you make your money that's where that's where everything grows the most yep. so one guy I want to ask you specifically about and you know where I'm going with this but a guy who you know is ta- don't hear me wrong he's a very talented guy and he wouldn't be in the NFL if he wasn't but the differentiating factor with PJ Mustafer mm-hmm. I think you'll agree, is that he was going to do everything right, from film to extra yes. reps to how he went in the weight room, classroom. I mean, two-time captain, obviously his process yeah. well, from day one was impeccable. Mm-hmm. You played with him in high school at McDonough, along with Kurt Jacobs, along with Will Knutson. Yep. Were you there with Denai as well? Yeah, Denai he was a when I was a senior. So my question is, your relationship with PJ and watching how he worked as a younger player, do you feel like that assisted you in getting to where you wanted to be? Oh, 100%. Um, especially in my first year transitioning, going to, into my second year, uh, Coach Franklin was big on me staying on his hip. Um, that's just because of his work ethic matched his talent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, that's, and, that, and like I said before, that was where my, my biggest pitfall was. 
Um, and then just watching his consistency, like anybody that knows P knows that his dedication on a day-to-day -day basis was unmatched. Unmatched. His attitude towards everything that he did, he knew it was going to help him in the long run, so he just did it. Yeah. It was without any arguments, without any, you know, talk back. He knew he knew what it was. He knew what it took. And, you know, his brothers in the league, Sam, he plays for the Ravens right now. And he was one of the highest graded centers in the league at one point. Yep. Um, so he knows what it takes. He knows what that's supposed to look like. And he's always been like that. You always. Know? Big personality, you know, one of the biggest in the room. And just that's just who he was, one of the hardest workers. And everybody just gravitated towards uh -huh. him. So. This is so we normally don't cuss on the yeah. show, but I will for the sake of this story. Um, <laughs> so I remember we're about to run the structures, and like we had already run half gassers, or maybe we mm -hmm. did winter workouts, something crazy. But everybody's like dog tired, mm -hmm. and I had a trick where I would go line up next to PJ anytime we ran the structures because I knew if I could reach out and touch PJ as we're running, yeah. then I'm making my times. <laughs> I'm not gonna have to go back, none of that. So I swear that was my strategy. Yeah. So I'm stressed this day about this test, and I look at PJ. I'm like, bro, like, how are you doing this? Like, do you feel ready? Blah, blah, blah. He looks me dead in my eyes. He goes, don't believe in luck. I've been on the grind. I'm fucking it up. And then got on the line. <laughs> and I'm like, this kid, first of all, is a fool. Yeah. But he's dead serious right <laughs> dead now. Dead serious. He's not like, one bit. We'll dead have to bleep serious. that out. Uh, but shout out, PJ. That's my guy. I would let the Mustafa parents man. raise my kids right now. Yeah, no, he, bro, he used to tell me when they were younger, his dad used to have them go to the park uh -huh. and just run laps. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a young kid. We got a guest question right here from the one and only Adam Brenneman, who looks sharp, by the way. Come on camera, yeah, Adam. Let, let's see. Come on let's camera, see. Adam. I'm thinking about something, guys. Okay. Um, here's my question. Please. I've seen Devon a couple times now in the last few months. Uh -huh. Every single time I see him, he's wearing a lot of money. <laughs> NIL, man. Yeah. So what I would ask is, can you take us through everything you're wearing? Okay. And how much it's worth? Oh. Where the funds came from? <laughs> <laughs> it's like having oh. the police on an interview no, with you. No, I mean, more so for like for the lifestyle. Like I want, I want, I want people to know for the content. Um. Because it's pretty, it's pretty fresh. It is. And I've heard that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, happy value United. Yeah, yeah, reach out to me. Um, all right, the watch. I'm not gonna give you everything, but I'll tell you something. Uh, the watch is Paul Rich, that's like 700, 800. That's it's pretty modest. Yeah, it's pretty nice watch. Um, the shirt, OVO exclusive, got it from Drake himself gave you that. <laughs> no, the store in New York. Drake called you up and gave that? I wish. Hey, call me if you see this, big dog. <laughs> um, OVO New York, this was about to 80 to 100. I really don't remember. Something like that. Um, gallery, these sweats, about 300, 400. $300 for um, Yeah, you'd be surprised. Um, Air Force Ones, these are size 15, run 110. You know, they went up over the years. I don't know why. Uh, the chain was a gift for my girlfriend, so I don't know how much it was. Uh, the Cuban, shout out Shop Gold, like seven, eight. Okay. And then they had his team issued. 800 so. or 1,000? No, it's 100. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know anymore. Uh, 100. Um, 
the hat is team issued, so team yeah, yeah, team issued gear. But that's that's about it. I'm not telling you that's how much I make. Yeah, no, nah, it's not. I'm not telling you how much I make. This is this is this is the most. Okay, yeah, you did. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, nah. This is the most know. humble fit I've seen Devon wear, actually. I was say, yeah, bless I saw him at the, at, the, at the Champs event. Yeah. He came yeah. in dressing like he was about to go on a date. He's wearing $50,000 nah. worth of merchandise. <laughs> that would be my <laughs> guess. I mean, it's I nothing to it. Yeah, nah. It pisses me off when I run into Devon in public places yeah. with my girl and he walks in with seven chains that look just wow. like that one. And I'm like looking at my U.S. bank before I buy drinks for us. I'm, like, I'm making sure we got enough. <laughs> look, I want, I, I want y'all to know that the two individuals next to me, they may speak about how much I'm making, but they're not making modest money either. Don't, you know? don't believe don't, 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 don't don't speak believe for Adam and Adam this, only. This suit is not cheap. <laughs> Trust and believe. This suit. That's insane. Hey, what are those? Are, are those McQueen's? I've never even heard of those. That's how I know it's expensive. <laughs> That's how I know it's expensive. That's how you know. Man. You know what I mean? 400 bucks. 300 bucks. 400 bucks. Yeah, see? That's, that's expensive. 600, Expensive. Expensive. That's expensive. That's crazy, man. I don't know. I don't buy suits. I'm sorry. I, I just One don't. I, I don't get into that. What type of car do you drive, Devon? That was my next question. <laughs> yeah, let's get into the that, vehicles. Because here's the thing. He pulled up to the Airbnb. Like he, there's no girls here. Yep. Like, like, you know I mean? This is just, yeah, no, that's it's a great point. Yeah. Um, a Range Rover. Oh, <laughs> man. NIL, man. Um, yeah, it was a, uh, yeah, a cherry red Range Rover. Cherry red. Uh, I had some. God bless your heart. <laughs> God bless Let me, your on, heart. on the cherry red range. God bless no. your heart. So I'm I'm out and about. It's like a it's an off season. I'm out at Champs having a good time. I get a text from my phone. Devon's like, "Are you at Champs?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Come outside now." I'm thinking it's an emergency. Devon's my guy. I step outside. Devon rolls the window down. It's cherry red range. He's got Drake blasting. He's dancing in the suit. <laughs> he said, "Get in." It was yeah. like riding a spaceship. It was unbelievable. Yeah, no, I got I, I got stars in it now too. It's it's great. Living a good life, yeah, man. Like the 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 stars. Yeah, no, like the like the ranch. Yeah, the, the ranch. Lancaster Mercedes Benz dealership. Y'all go get your car for me. It hit my line, man. I don't even need yeah. a range. Just get me something. I was playing. We were. I mean, you should have seen the pickup truck hack hat. That thing was like. Nice. He was telling us Big Green. I think hat called it right. You yeah. Know, you know they just came out with the um, the Netflix series about um, what was his name uh, Johnny Manziel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Hack's not slick. He he drove <laughs> <Wow>. that. <laughs> that was that was his undercover car. That wasn't right. that wasn't you know. Was getting paid somewhere. I don't know. Oh, Somebody yeah, was giving Hack something. You know, he's not. <laughs> yeah. That's not. No, he doesn't. Yeah, no. Out. Yeah. Think how much money like Hack would have made. Oh man. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Money. Yeah, we. Nah, they were. Yeah, that was that was a, that was a cover up. You really had. First off, it wasn't B. It was clean as hell. <laughs> 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 Good like that. Big Green. Shout out Big Green. Yeah, man. shout out Big Green, man. No. We're we're gonna wrap this I thing. Yeah, we got yeah. a couple more questions. I, 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 had, I had to find the truth out. Though. Yeah, had, nah. yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah, nah, nah, you ain't hear that much. <laughs> Let's, uh, you know, I want to ask you. I, we got to talk about it. 
in my book and a lot of people's book, you play for the best defense in the country right now. Yes, sir. You guys have proven it time and time again. Yes, sir. Every phase of the defense, you guys are playing high-level football, draft picks all over the place. How special has it been playing on a group that's so dominant, and how much confidence are you guys playing with right now? Immense confidence. You know, we go through, we go through our, our, our we've gone, th- we've had our ups and our downs, of course, as a defense. And you know, I think people saw it, uh, the Indiana game, um, and that was just a lack of communication on our part. We know that as a defense, the only people that can stop us is us. And that's the type of confidence that we have as a whole just against any team, no matter who it is. Um, and that's special. You know, there's not a lot of schools like that. And in the past, our defenses have been really good. Mm-hmm. But I just – I don't think they've been this good, right. to be honest with you. You know, and I think some of our old heads would disagree. I, you know, this, I is, mean, this is our group, but I'm just saying, like – I feel like this group is special. Between Kaylin King, yeah. uh, Disa Isaac, King Beeman, Zane Durant, uh, Johnny Dixon. Chop Robinson. Chop Robinson. Denied Dennis. Like, Denied Dennis Sutton. Uh-huh. Cam, like, I, yeah. the, the list goes on. Like, it's, it's ridiculous, our group. I feel like the difference is, because we've played on talented defenses. 2019's group, number one run defense in the country that That's year. It. Definitely talented. I would say last year's Rose Bowl group with Tig. PJ, I mean, that was talented. But I think from a depth perspective, like the one, two, even some of the threes you guys have. Between uh, just our ends alone, like the Chop, Denai, Adisa, Amin, Zariah, um, who who else? It's deep. It's very deep. It's deep. Mason Robinson, he's a young guy coming up. Jameel Lyons, young guy coming up. There's just so much talent just at the end position. And then when you look inside, uh, deep. Deep, Zariah, not Zariah, Koziah, uh, Zane, Keem, Koziah, me, like, it's just talent everywhere. I mean, J.J. Vandenberg, J. J. like, squat record, right. like, he's the straight, he, I think strength index, he's the strongest person to come through Penn State. In Penn State football history, J.J. Vandenberg. Like, J. ever. J.J. And he was the sixth guy we named. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, ever. <laughs> like, ever. No, I remember. Like, crazy. So for a while, and we joke about, like, being on a scout team and how my career went, but there was a long time. Like, before you and Keem matured, yeah. like, there was a time where I believed in my heart. I'm like, okay, I may not be the guy here ever, uh-huh. but I can be good enough with the lack of depth that we have to where I can play. Right. I can play. I remember, like, J.J. pulled up, Kaziah pulled up. Mm-hmm. You and Keem were like that all of a sudden. I remember thinking to myself, I am wasting my time. <laughs> Showing up to these lifts that he practices every day. Nah, there was just so much depth. Bro, I remember for a long time, bro, you would just come in. I would try to joke with you. And you would just say, yo, not today. <laughs> and I would just say, like, yo. Bro, it's so hard. Like, once you know that it's over with, uh-huh. with your degree, I saw like a year and a half on my degree. Yeah. I'm losing every one-on-one rep. The coaches are starting to talk to me like I'm their friend and not a person they're trying to coach anymore. I'm like, we got to move on. <laughs> no, I got to tell them about this story. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, you had just done the voiceover for one of, <laughs> <laughs> for one of our hype videos. Um, okay. It dropped. Everybody loved it. And we were like, yo, like, this is really good. You came in, I remember you came into the training room one day. 
and everybody's hyping you up. They're like, yo, like, this is really good. And it was. It was very good. Thank you. You're a very talented voiceover artist. Thank I think you. you should expand your, your okay. brand. Thank you. You walk in, and one of our athletic trainers. Nah, don't name her. Tessa Johns. <laughs> Tessa Johns. Tessa, you're getting called out. Please. She says, she says, wow, Hawk, it looks like you finally found your role on the team. <sighs> and everybody starts dying laughing because it just came out of left field. Yeah. And at this point, I think yeah. you were in that space where it was like, okay, yeah. what am I doing here type yeah, what's thing? What's going on? Yeah, what's going <laughs> on? And then she says that. Yeah. And I think that was like the final straw no, that, that I see. Mentally? Ment- yeah. Because look, at that point, I'm in there rehabbing my knee. Yeah. I've been in there every day. And she wasn't even, tr- Tessa was not trying to be like funny or disrespectful. She was simply stating what well, was a fact at that point, like, uh, Hawk finally is contributing something. Like, to this yeah. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah. Tessa, you're still not off the hook for that. Yeah, We're nah. spinning the block. Sorry, I just had to say that. Um, but, yeah, our defense is crazy. Um, Manny Diaz, Please. I have to say, is one of those special football minds. Yep. And I don't think there's many that, rival just the way he thinks, the way he operates, and the way he coaches us. Yep. Like he teaches you how to think and why why things are the way they are as opposed to just saying, oh, you have to do this because that's just what I'm scheming. No, he's explaining exactly like tendencies. His tendency is, uh, their running back's tendency is to hit this gap because of this player, this player, and this player. But that's exactly where we want him to be. Cause that's why I'm sending this yeah, corner in. Like that's like he's he's breaking everything down. He explains things to the T, and he's like teaching you how good football should be played. Um, and I think that's also one of the biggest def- differences in our defense this year. Just his mind and the way he's teaching us how to play football. I think there are a lot of special football minds that can't connect with their players. And I think I've always said that the best coaches Mm -hmm. are not always the ones that are being the loudest and not the ones dropping the most MFs and dropping. It's the ones who know football. Their players respect that they know football Mm -hmm. and they're willing to listen to them because they know that there's a rhyme and a reason for everything that they do. I've also heard that Manny Diaz gives some of the best pregame speeches known to mankind. Like, we'll have y'all ready to run through a brick wall. Oh, my goodness. He could travel the country and give pregame speeches (laughs) (laughs) and make a lot of money doing it. Um, Like, I kind of get upset at some of them just because they're so good. (laughs) Like, I'm ready to run through a wall right there, right there and then. What's up, everybody? If you are a college football fan like me, if you know a college football fan that's in your life, you need to go cop this shirt. New designs dropping all the time. It's the perfect gift with the holiday season coming around. If you don't have this thing, you're missing out. Great material, great fabric. I wear it all the time. Go get yours today. The last coach I want to ask you about, and you've seen his entire story. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a lot of his story. Deion Barnes mm-hmm. starts, as a, starts as a player at Penn State. Mm-hmm. Leaves football. And he'll tell you the story. Was out hustling and bustling, paying bills. And then decided he was going to come back into the college football realm. Had his own training after that. He yeah. did beforehand. Um, and it was clear, even when he was a, a GA, his mind as a football technician, mm-hmm. as a D-line coach, was special. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you've had the opportunity now to, to play for him. Mm-hmm. as a position coach. What have you seen from Dion that's allowed the D-line to play so well? Um, he's, a technici- he's a technician at the root of it. 
Um, you know, Dion wasn't always the fastest, so we make fun of him for it because okay. he ran like no a wheels. five flat. Been told him that. You know, yeah. uh, he was a quick guy though. You know, he'll, he'll stick by. He'll stick by that for the rest of his time. <laughs> okay. Um, but he's a technician at the heart of it, and I really think um, just as a defensive line, we've benefited a lot from that. Especially myself, I will say, uh, my technique has improved tremendously. I feel like, and I I would attest that to him. Um, you know, he 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 learned from Larry Johnson, and yep. then he took, which is one of the most legendary defensive coaches, yeah, ever, regardless of defensive level. line coaches, yeah, ever. Um, he learned from him through coming through Penn State, and then with his experiences, mixing that in, and then having the group that he has with our athletic ability across the board, all you really need is good technique, and then just let the rest. Let him take go over, and he understands that he's a player's coach. He's been there. He's played football at the highest level, um, and he's played. And he was successful here at Penn State. He was a freshman All American. Yeah. Um, so he, just his understanding of how players think, being a player himself, is 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 something unique and special. Like you said, not yeah. every coach is going to be. You know, every good coach isn't always going to be the one that's mfing motherfuckers. But he's not. He's not that. He's going to teach you technique, how he understood it when he was a player, and then just how he saw, how he sees things from his point of view, and then he just lets you, you know, grow and blossom into your, like, yourself pretty much, yeah. you know? The last thing I'll ask you, and can you take me back to Coach Scott leaves, the mm-hmm. D-line coach. Coach Scott goes to the Detroit Lions. There's a lot of questions about who Penn State's going to bring as their defensive line coach. I was done playing at the time. I remember... Yeah. As soon as Coach Scott left, I'm like, it's got to be Deion Barnes. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be. And if it's yeah. not, then you risk Deion Barnes eventually going to another school and being right. a great defensive line coach. So can you take me back to that time of transition? Did you guys as players pound your fist on the table at all? Like, Deion's our guy. We want Deion. How did that look? Yeah, we came together. We told Franklin. Franklin, he was... He was still deciding. Yeah, he's got I his process. He was, yeah, understandable. He, he, was, he was between a couple, a couple of coaches, uh, but we went up to him as a group and just said, "Like, look, we understand that you know the choice ultimately comes down to whatever you know, whatever you want. But as players, we want Dion. Like yeah. that was our that was our say. That's exactly who we wanted. He knew who we were. He knows us. He knows the. He knows Manny's defense. He knows how." Everything should look, and we were like, "That's." We, it just seems like it's a perfect fit, you know. Former player, and he gave us exactly what we wanted. I was about to say respect because it's not easy to hire a GA into a coaching yeah, role. Yeah, and then you got guys that are in the league like um, PJ. He was at Jesse the combine. Yeah, yeah, they're at the combine. Like, yo, you know, I think Dion Barnes should get the job, and we're like. <laughs> I mean, once P says it, right. once, P, it <laughs> what, once P speaks, it's man, PJ. Yes, sir. Man, I do miss PJ. That clown, yeah, that's man. my dog. Man. He's a good kid. Good Devon, kid, you know. Appreciate you joining for us. Sure, thank you for having always me. a pleasure, man. For those of you back home, stay tuned. More lines than episodes coming down the pipe. Mm-hmm. If you haven't gotten your merch yet, I'm sending Devon Elise after you to handle you. Link is mm-hmm. in the description below. Go get you something, man. Continue to support the lines then. And we'll continue to bring you the best content Penn State has to offer over Amen. state media. Yes, sir. Stay tuned. Oh, and get my cookbook, too. And yeah. get the Vonalese's cookbook, yeah, get man. get my cookbook. Come man. on. Yeah. All right. All Good right. stuff, man.